Hi, I'm Pam Dunn, and for the next 10 minutes or so, join me in a conversation that will provide practical ways to access your inner wisdom. Since being wise means you will act and behave based upon your knowledge, what you know, it means when we know better, we can do better. There is immense wisdom in listening and learning from others. So what you hear today will provide infinite possibilities and opportunities for practice. Well, hello, everybody. This is Pam Dunn coming to you today with 10 Minutes of Infinite Wisdom. My special guest today is Glenn Goodstein, and he is a money manager in North County, California, But that is not what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) We are going to talk about the wisdom of divorce recovery. I'm really excited. I happen to be divorced and Glenn and I have learned a lot from each other. And what I love about what we're going to talk about today is that whether you initiate divorce or not, the decision to leave the sometimes grueling journey through the process and then to the other side is where all this wisdom is gained. So thanks for coming, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. So will you start us off? Will you tell us uh, a little bit about the wisdom that you gained in your divorce recovery? Well, I was married for a long time, 25 years almost. And the last couple of them was well, it turns out maybe the, la- the last 10 of them were probably pretty challenging. I didn't even really know it. And the last couple of it, we finally realized it and tried to work hard to stay together and figure out if we can get through it and ultimately realized we weren't going to be able to. And then became the very difficult decision about, okay, are we really going to break up? And so, you know, we, I think we both agreed that we should. I don't know, looking back, if that's the story that's out there personally, but I felt for sure it was amicable and mutual. And part of what, you know, what creates the need for recovery is, you know, once the decision is made and the wheels are in motion, sometimes that narrative can change. So that's the first piece you got to get through and understand that, you know, we all have our own narratives and whatever we need to get us to the next stage in our life. So you know, then from there on, <laughs> from there on in, for me, it was just figuring it out and making it up as I went along and what that means to my own personal life, to my family life with my kids, to my business, to what's, you know, the divorce, when divorces get ugly, uh, usually due to, f- you know, in financial ways, because divorce lawyers are genius in, in being able to create conflict about anything, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot to get through and a lot to figure out and a lot to survive through, you know, the anger. I always felt like that my tagline for divorce was there's in divorce, there's plenty enough disappointment to go around for everybody. Mm. So, you know, you're getting through, well, why couldn't they have just done this or that? Or, you know, but at the end of the day, you got to, you know, figure out and commit to how to do it and just get through each piece one day at a time. And then the idea is if you pay enough attention and you work on enough important aspects of your own life that one day you wake up and you feel better and you feel much more who you know you are and and you feel like the person you remembered yourself being versus the way you felt in your marriage which I describe to a lot of people as you know basically you're going insane in a bad marriage bad relationship and you don't even know it 
you know, you made so so many good points. And I think the first one I want to say is your divorce sounds like, you know, it was amicable and mutual. Yet the wisdom that you gained, you kind of alluded to this, um, it can happen whether it was amicable and mutual or not. Would you say that's true? Yes. And I said that to people right when we split up. I said, oh, it's don't, it's amicable. It's mutual. I think it's going to be okay. And basically most of the responses I got were like anywhere from quiet snickers to hysterical laughs. Like, okay, we'll see about that. And of course they were right. It rarely happens that way. I know there are situations where it does, but mostly it doesn't. And I know of, and you know, of people who 30 years later, their spouse won't even still won't even speak to them, which is craziness, but yeah. I think I think that lends to your point about that there's plenty of disappointment to go around. And you know, it it it's such a profound thing that you said because I think that if you're not working on yourself or at least looking at what's going on for you, it's easy to assume that you're the only one disappointed. Or your, your disappointment is somehow bigger than the others or more, you know, more warranted than the other. So I think that that's, that's a very wise thing to say. Do you want to elaborate on that? Like how you came to that conclusion a little bit? Well, I just think that's, that to me is kind of obvious wisdom, if that's a, maybe a, huh. an oxymoron. But, but to be honest... I, I, I still think most of us as humans believe that our that our pain is greater and we understand our, our own pain usually better than we can understand someone else's unless you're extremely empathic. Maybe if you're not a man, that, that's easier. But um, it's it's, uh, you know, you, I mean, at some point you have to step back and say, oh, this sucks and realize mm -hmm. it's, it sucks for anybody involved. That's the other person and your children for the most part, but even extended family, you know, get pulled into it by one person or the other. And it's just brutal, just brutal. Yeah. And I think that this is one of the podcasts we did was the wisdom of resilience. I, I would imagine that you gained, you know, you became resilient in areas you didn't know you needed it during this process. Well, so, I, I, I've always, I would have always considered myself resilient and having a growth mindset and having a lot of grit. So that wasn't new for me, but yeah, at some point you get to dark, low places where you've, you may have been dark places in your life, but you've never been to this place and knowing that you can recover from it. it, it I was very, I paid a lot of attention to those things because I know there were moments, some of them I've talked to you during them where you just, you just don't know how you're going to get back to feeling okay again. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it's a process. I mean, that's an overused cliche, but it, but it is really is. And the, the, and the plenty of disappointment to go around, not just for the two people getting out of a marriage or a relationship, but for so many other people who are, you know, feeling this disappointment. And I think it's easy enough to be a blamer on this, right. And just basically to take the victim mentality and, you know, I think you pointed that out to me a few times personally, but, you know, that's just sometimes the nature of the beast. And when you can step back and just look and, and be a little philosophical about, about it, it's a lot easier, but it takes a lot to get there, you know, and, and, and it takes your sanity to be back. If you're without your sanity, 
I'd say you can't get there. And I think truthfully, I remember I've talked to several close friends who helped me through and they always, they, this number of three years kept coming up. It takes three years to get through a divorce, whether it be the legal stuff and the emotion. All, and sure enough, after about three years on my own, I, my sanity started coming back. That was, you know, maybe about a year and a half, two years ago. Nice. I love, I love that time frame because it's realistic. And, I mean, and sound, I think, it sounds like an awful long time to be miserable. It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but, it, but you're not miserable the entire time because you're working on yourself. You know, but, when we were talking before we hit record, you touched on something that I'd love for you to share a little bit about with our audience. And that is the concept of, you know, that loneliness and moving through to the other side of that. Would you mind speaking to that a little bit too? Yeah, I felt like for me, I, I've never felt super lonely uh, in my life, you know, as an adult. And, but you get out of being married and being around your kids and, you know, having a very busy houseful to being on your own and there's plenty of potential, you know, lonely time. Again, I didn't feel that I, I was dating and I was interested in being social because, you know, I was always, I think, better at friends than I was at family for a lot of reasons that go back to my childhood. But part of the lonely thing is not just who, you know, are you, you have things to do. So I would translate lonely into, are, are you, do you have enough things to do and people to hang out with? And then the other piece I think that applied more to me, because I always had enough people to hang out with and you could be with people and date and be with friends and travel for business, you know, every night, but more about the story I had about myself, about loneliness, like, will there ever be anyone for me? You know, that kind of lonely is a whole different way of thinking about things. And that, that was the one that was hardest for me to, I think, to get through. And then what happens is once you find yourself again, I think then it's much, it became much easier for me to kind of cast off that old story, maybe. Yeah, I love that. And then that's, I think that's the place where you found and you, I'm going to use what you said earlier, before we recorded, but once you found yourself again, that's when you felt free to love and give the love that you know that you are. Yes, no doubt about it. I mean, I remember early on in the process, you know, feeling so needy. And I use that, that word with a lot of people and they're like, that's not however I would describe you, but that was the truthful feeling I had. And, and even dating and, you know, if you had a girlfriend and you were, you were almost like having a, like a drug fix to want to see that person because it was filling some sort of need in you that you didn't even understand maybe. And mm -hmm. then at some point, once you're sane again, and once you reintroduce yourself to who you are, and you're, you're just through you're you've recovered a lot, a lot, a big part of the way. It's just, you don't, you can't even imagine that feeling, because it's so not about, it's about how you're seeing yourself and the story you're telling yourself. And as I told you earlier, that thinking about my thoughts, you know, being aware of them has really also helped, you know, me get to, to the place you know, that I want to be. And again, for me, it's just reintroducing myself to who I always knew I was, but then within a period of, of, of a relationship going bad, slowly, but surely you, you, you know, you lose it. That, that was so beautifully put in a great way to segue into ending our time together. So 
Thank you for that. And, you know, I, I think in recapping, I want to just remind everybody that the wisdom came in the recovery process. And, and that started with the decision. And then it, it was, as you said, a very long process. But I, I think it's important for everybody to understand that when you're going through something really, really challenging, like a divorce, like a change in your family, a disruption in, in a very deep way, having a growth mindset, accessing your grit, you know, asking yourself, how can I get to a place where I can feel okay again, reaching out for support and making, knowing yourself and getting to find that true self once again is where the gift is, where the light is, where truth and, and, and you have to endure, you know, I'll just say very quickly, I, early on, I was in the, in the kitchen with a, one of my friends and mentors, a 90 year old guy. And, and I was really struggling the first month or two. And I'm like, I don't know if I could do this. I just don't know. And he said, look, you could go back anytime you want, I'm sure, but just be prepared to be, feel insane the rest of your life. And that, that kind of was a helpful punch in my jaw that said, okay, I'm not doing, you know, I, I hear it. It made sense to me. And I was moving forward from there. Not that it was easy from there on, but that was a, an important, you know, piece of advice and learning that, that really struck me as true. Yeah, it's great. Got to get through the hard, the hard parts. Exactly. And I think that, um, not knowing who you are, not having the ability to access that does feel insane. So thank you once again, Glenn, and thank you to all of our listeners. Thanks, Pam. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Accessing our inner wisdom is ongoing and ever-changing. You may now be thinking, how can I access more of my infinite wisdom? Well, we have lots of ways to do that. So go to www.yourinfinitelifeonline.com and consider taking two hours and attend our skilled communication online class. Each class is only $99 and is limited to five participants so that you can get individual attention to become a better communicator. We have a learning journey membership program for only $29 per month and five collaboratives throughout the year that bring experts together on various topics. Thanks for joining us. And if you've benefited from this podcast, please subscribe, like, and or comment. Find out more about our coaching and offerings also at www.yourinfinitelifeonline.com. Have a great week accessing your inner wisdom.